volunteer state. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Ballquest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. Celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Want to get a full tank of freedom? Stop by your neighborhood marathon station. Marathon. Fueling the American spirit. By Blue Bunny Ice Cream. Available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. By Tennessee LASIK Associates. Proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK. And by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... Join you again as we do every Sunday night here on the Nation. I'm Chris Lowe with Austin Price. We're at the Texas Roadhouse, and sad to say, AP, this was our final Sunday night here at the Westtown location. We'll be switching over to Alcoa. We'll be moving on next Sunday. Um, we're here at the Morrell Road location. Great folks, great steak. AP digging into some grilled chicken as we speak. That's a staple for you on Sunday night. Grilled chicken. You like your grilled chicken? Here. I do like their grilled chicken. Yeah, it's consistent. Some fries, applesauce. Got a little bit of everything here, steak, ribs. Uh, we're at the Texas Roadhouse again. We do it every Sunday night. Certainly uh, love being here with our friends, and they take good care of us. They'll take good care of you here at Texas Roadhouse. Uh, Tennessee, speaking of taking good care of, we saw, you know, this is a team that we've seen the seniors and the veterans sort of carry it on its back, you know, certainly when this, this team was down and struggling and really left for dead for a lot of people. <laughs> They were buried. Most people, maybe probably everybody outside that locker room, maybe even a few in the locker room. Um, but you saw the future on display yesterday in, in a win, in a, a regular season-ending win over Vanderbilt. Eric Gray, uh, the kind of explosiveness, the kind of uh, dynamic ability to make big plays that certainly Jeremy Pruitt and his staff thought they were getting when they signed him out of Memphis. And, boy, AP, he really put on a show yesterday um, what, 246 yards. yards. Broke, broke Jamal Lewis's uh, true freshman rushing record, which was uh, t- originally 232. Uh, he goes for 246. Of course, he did 150 on two carries. The first one, a 56-yard run that gave Tennessee their first score of the game to take a lead 7-3. to three. And then the real backbreaker for, I think, the game in general, the 94-yarder, the second longest run in Tennessee hi- history behind the 99-yarder by Kelsey Finch. Kelsey, How old were you when Kelsey Finch broke that one off? Oh, that was in the 70s, so I wasn't born, Chris. <laughs> I know you um, were. <laughs> so, um, but, I, uh, I love those names. And I always love when I talk to, to people of my age in the 50s 
about sort of where they are now, Vols. Kelsey Finch is one of those names. But, but, but I, but I that do comes know Kelsey up. because Kelsey was a longtime assistant coach out at Carter High School, and I once did a feature story on him, a feature story on him for our high school product here in the Knoxville. There market. you go. So, uh, you know, Kelsey's as uh, genuine and a good a dude as uh, you'll come across, and uh, his his record will remain forever because you can't top no, ninety nine yards. You can it. only tie it. But it's always a good day when you can drop a Kelsey Finch reference. No doubt. Always a good day. And, and speaking of good days, uh, we couldn't do this show without our good friends in Mortgage Investors Group. The nation is presented across the state of Tennessee each week by Mortgage Investors Group, celebrating AP their 30th anniversary serving Tennesseans. You know, if you're a first-time home buyer applying for your first home loan, sometimes it can be a pretty daunting task. Don't worry, though. Mortgage Investors Group will be here every step of the way. Let our experts help you get started on the path to home ownership. Mortgage Investors Group has real offices with real people right here in Tennessee. Are you tired of renting? Make your dreams of home ownership happen. The loan officers at Mortgage Investors Group can walk you through all your options, offer advice to get you started. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to helping Tennesseans fulfill their dreams of home ownership their mortgage experts will find and structure the mortgage that best fits your needs and achieves your goals. Mortgage Investors Group wants to be your home loan lender. Are you buying a new home? Maybe you just want to lower your home loan payment. Pull out some cash out of the equity in your home. Let Mortgage Investors Group work for you. So go to MIGonline.com for the office nearest you. Equal housing lender license 109 111 11 so to recap, Tennessee closing the regular season, 28-10 win over Vanderbilt. So here we are, AP 7-5, exactly where you thought Tennessee would be uh, two weeks into the regular season, where everybody thought they'd be after losses at home to Georgia State and BYU. Of course, I'm being a little facetious there. But really, where I sort of thought this team would be in early August, if someone asked me what you think Tennessee record-wise, it never works out the way you're going to think it you know, because we all, we all say, all right, loss, loss, win, win, loss. But I thought this team probably would be a 7-5 football team when I looked at the non-conference schedule because you're never going to get a cushier non-conference schedule if you're Tennessee than this year. Let's be honest. You're just not. But, boy, I sure didn't think after they lost to Georgia State and lost to BYU at home that this would be a 7-5 football team, which speaks to the improvement, which speaks to the leadership, which speaks to Jeremy Pruitt and his staff and the way they kept going to the practice field and pushing and challenging and the way these kids have responded to that coaching staff. And now here they are, as I said, 75, going bowling, won their last five games. And the schedule, it's not been a murderer's row down the stretch, let's be honest. But you it doesn't sh- matter. They, they, but it, none of that. But it, if you look at it from 1,000 feet away, which people do, there, there are factors that play in. But the biggest factor to me is this team never quit believing that it had a chance to get better and be a good football team come season's end, and that's the way they practiced, and that's the way they responded, and here they are. Yeah, that, you know, these are games that Tennessee hasn't won in the last five or six years. I mean, you know, Vanderbilt had a three-game winning streak against Tennessee for the first time since the 20s, um, and, and, and it really, you know, not, the domin- I won't say domination, but the, 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 the way they had controlled the series was longer than three years. And so... You know, Missouri has had their way with Tennessee outside of 2015 and 2016 since they came in the league. Kentucky's been Kentucky. Yeah. South Carolina, Will Muschamp had yeah. never lost to Tennessee until M- M- this year. Muschamp had had their number, no question. For Tennessee to run the table of Mississippi State, South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri, and Vandy. But you know the game, the game, I think we said it on this show. 
the game that turned it all around, and the game I think if Jeremy continues on the trajectory that I think this program is on, and they continue to recruit and get better, I think the game we're going to look back on this year and say that is, this is where it turned is Mississippi State. I think that's where it turned for this football team. And potentially, AP, I think that's where it turned or will turn or has turned for this program. Well, the, the, those seniors that really didn't know how to win, they learned how to win that day. You know, they took the ball and went 90-plus yards to close out a game. I think the biggest thing that I take away from the whole regular season with this group is they just found ways, and it was a different way every week. They scored 40 against South Carolina. They scored in the teens against Kentucky. You know, they, they, they win you know, when they turn the ball over late and they have to get a defensive stop. They win when they have to go the length of the field to close out a game like Mississippi State. You know, they found ways to win. It wasn't the same M.O. every week. It was different M.O.s. They won when they ran for almost 300 yards last night. They won it when they threw for over 400 yards. That was last week. So, I mean, you know, just kind of growing up a little bit. And you're right, it wasn't a murderer's row schedule. But, again, you know, these are games Tennessee hadn't been able to win and, and, and programs that, that had had their way with Tennessee the last several years and to go out and to be able to, you know, play the way they played and, and finish it off uh, and go 7-5 and five was a, a a real testament to the uh, seniors on this team. Well, let's be real. If Tennessee's going to get back to being Tennessee, and I'm doing quotes because I know you can't see, we can't see on the radio, but what Tennessee fans and the people that have followed this program and gone to school and love this university want Tennessee to be, these are the games you got to win. These are the games you got to win if you're going to get back to that level. You know, and we talked about this so much. You know, people talk about well, when's Tennessee going to be elite? Will it ever be elite again? Tennessee first had to get back just to being relevant. You have to walk before you can right. run. And Absolutely. walking was winning these games. And that's what I mean. You, these are the games you got to win. Now, now you've got to learn to run. Yep. And these are the games you got to win. And I think Tennessee now has become relevant. And there's a lot of people out there, a lot in the national media, a lot of the coaches, a lot in the industry who really wondered. You know, back when it was sort of wobbling here, what was going to happen? You know, all this talk and columns written about Philip Fulmer had his hands in the cookie jar and he was going to come down and coach, and Jeremy wasn't cut out to be a head coach and was going to end badly. Well, to both of their credits, and, and again, their credit, the leaders in this team's credit, they didn't listen to that. I think they, they continued to sort of keep their eye on the prize. I thought Philip coming out when he did and being strong with his head football coach. At a time when, let's be honest, they had a pretty tough stretch in front of them. Yeah. And said, listen, Jeremy, not only is Jeremy Pruitt my football coach, and I have 100% belief in me, in him, I don't want to be the coach. Those days are behind me. And I was at it where Philip did vol calls that night and talked to him a little bit before he went on vol calls. And he looked at and I've known Philip for, you know, 20-plus years and covered him for a long time was at Tennessee. And I said, listen, you know, you come out and say, you're not going to be the head coach. Once that toothpaste is out of the tube, and he looked at me, he said, that's behind me. You know, I want to be, what I want to do as AD is help get this program back to where we all want it to be as athletic director, not as a head football coach. And I thought from that point on, things just seemed to, to, to flow a little bit better. The team played better. They responded. Um, and, and here we are. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see two things. Now, all this extra practice time that this team gets both here on campus and at the bowl site, which they desperately need. 
with all these young players. And they didn't get it last year. They get it this year. Can they continue the momentum? Can they play well in the bowl game? A lot of it depends on matchups. I know this. The fan base in this football team will be will be geeked to play again. There ain't no question. There ain't gonna be none of this. Well, will they be ready to play? Is their heart gonna be into it? This football team will be ready to play. Well, and you've got some young kids that have only played three games this year that would be eligible to play that bowl game. You don't think that they're going to take that and use it as a springboard for the off season? Absolutely. I mean, so you're gonna have a group, you know, that's gonna be motivated. You're gonna have those seniors again that'll kind of go through the same thing they went through yesterday, that last time putting on the uniform and. And playing, and uh, you know, again, this is a team that's just kind of you know, as Jeremy said yesterday, they've they've totally bought in. And I said this on our podcast at VolQuest. I don't want to say that the few kids that left the program were cancers. I don't think that's accurate. But I think when those kids chose to leave, they were ready to leave. They wanted to leave. And when everybody looked around the room and said anybody else, and no one else raised their hands, and there was a clear buy-in from that point on. That everybody was kind of rowing the same direction. Um, they were, you know, really kind of, you know, just working as one. And that's a big reason why you've seen them play, I think, really good team football. But this group just seems like they've enjoyed being around each other. You go back to that basketball team for Rick Barnes the last couple of years. What did it have? It had a, it had a camaraderie. It had a, a bunch of guys that just liked each other. Played played for each played other. Played for each other. Yeah. And that's the way this football team was. And that doesn't mean it'll, you know, stay that way. Each team has their own identity, and each year you'll have to kind of build for, build anew. But for this team, they really, I think, just enjoyed being around each other. And you had some young guys like Henry and Eric Gray and Wanye and Darnell and Jalen McCullough that really kind of, you know, came on throughout the course of the season. And then you had some older veteran guys like Daryl Taylor and Nigel Warrior. And, and you know, I, I think the biggest thing that I, I can say about this coaching staff and I don't want to – this is not a shot at the old staff or any previous staff. It's just the first time in a while that I've seen a staff take some kids and really develop them, you know, get the most out of them. I mean, what they got out of Nigel Warrior this year, what they continued to get out of, you know, you know, guys like Austin Pope and, and – and, and, and guys you, know, you hadn't heard from, like Matthew Butler. Yeah. You know, guys who came on and gave solid contributions. Yeah, I mean, there was just – they brother-in-lawed it well. When one guy had a down night, another guy stepped up. Right. I mean, you know, they just – they got really good development out of this – this group, and I mean, again, when you when you're recruiting, and that's what Jeremy's going to be doing for the next several weeks, and leading into that December 18th early signing period, is he's going to say, "Look what I did with this guy." Yeah, he he, he was he was nowhere, and we developed him, and then look at how many sacks and sacks he got this year. In the offensive line, I always look at the offensive line because that's where you see it. And talking to guys who know a whole lot more about offensive line play than I do, Bruce Wilkerson, who's one of the best offensive linemen in Tennessee football history. Seen Bruce a couple times recently, and, and he can't say enough about the development of the younger guys. Not only the younger guys, but the way they've been to mix and match and, and, and plug guys in. And that's where you see more than anywhere else depth up front, right? Create, depth, on, depth on both lines of creating scrimmage. depth, and they've been able to do that. And uh, you know, this is a tough week for a lot of football teams. You already started to see it. Guys getting the axe a few weeks ago. Chad Morris going to Arkansas. Missouri makes a change with Barry Odom in a conference. And and I think probably if you'd ask a lot of people around the football lands, college football landscape in mid-September, they would have said that Tennessee would probably be having a decision to make right now, even though I never really felt like after two years they were going to pull the trigger on Jeremy. But but Tennessee now is on the other, other spectrum, other end of the spectrum. There's a lot of momentum. There's hope. And uh, they're going to go play in a bowl game, and they're still playing football. And, again, I don't think anybody, AP, 
I don't even know if anybody outside Jeremy's immediate family <laughs> in middle in mid September thought this team would still be playing football in December. Well, I think you know anybody that thought positively, I'm sure imagined that they would have to beat Vanderbilt to get there. Not that Vanderbilt would be a chance, you know, to, to get to seven wins yeah. and be seven and five. It just, but it just also shows you how, in the course of a season, the worm turns. Things change. Look, look at the way Missouri started. Look at the way Missouri ended. Look at the way things fell apart. I mean, think about it. It's almost like you're in a twilight zone. South Carolina, because I was in Clemson, excuse me, in Columbia yesterday for the Clemson South Carolina game. That South Carolina team went to Sanford Stadium this year and beat Georgia. And, and thinking back to that and seeing, you now they've been, they've had some bad injuries and they've been hurt. And I understand that plays a part, and you've got to be healthy down the stretch. But things can change so quickly in the realm of football, certainly in college football, when you only have so much depth anyway. And uh, it, it never quite looks the way in November that you think it might in August. I tell you what, let's go ahead and take our first break here on The Nation. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We're at the Texas Roadhouse here, the West Town location on Morrell Road. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. See? Texas Roadhouse is your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. Do you hate to wait? Download the Texas Roadhouse mobile app and get your name added to the wait list before you arrive or order to go. Bring in the whole family to enjoy kids night at Texas Roadhouse. Visit TexasRoadhouse.com to find out the details about your favorite location. Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs made from scratch sides and dressings, Fresh baked bread, ice cold beer, and legendary margaritas. Hello, friends. This is Kevin Frazier with Frazier's Carpet One. Frazier's, Frazier's, Frazier's. I like your style. And when it comes to flooring, Frazier's understands color, style, design, and selection. We've got value products and premium brands. Our selection is second to none. Just give us a call at 546 4850 and we'll come to you with free in home shopping. Everything for the floor from the store you trust more. Frasers. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage license 109111. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make Account Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit MakeItCount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. The world's most interesting beer is now available this season at Neyland Stadium, the home of the vault. Enjoy the excitement of Dos Equis Cerveza at your watch party tailgate and now at University of Tennessee home football games. Dos Equis is the official beer sponsor of the college football playoffs, so it's the perfect beer for fall Saturdays in Big Orange Country. Brewed since 1897, it's all about tradition, just like college football. So keep it interessante at Neyland with Dos Equis. Please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, proud supporter of UT Athletics. 
You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com, presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And welcome back to The Nation here at the Texas Roadhouse at Morrell Road. Alongside Chris Lowe, I'm Austin Price, and we're going to bring in our special guest for segment number two, Eric Gray, who uh, yesterday broke Jamal Lewis's true freshman rushing record with 246 yards against Vanderbilt. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Are you uh you you, you rested after a good night's rest last night? Oh yeah, I got a great night's rest. I went straight to sleep. <laughs> so uh I I know you, you we talked about this a few weeks ago when you got your first touchdown in the media area. I mean, you're a guy that you know, you you set the you know, TWSAA record for most touchdowns in a career. You found the end zone so many times. It took you a while this year to get going, but it, you know, yesterday to find it t- three times, you know, just take me through. Did it, did it kind of make it feel like you were back, you know, playing the high school ball again? Did you find the end zone so much? It definitely felt like I was uh, back in my groove again, um, uh, taking me back to high school days. I saw a tweet from an old high school reporter that was saying, Eric Grace taking it back to the Lausanne days, but it was amazing. I want to say testament. All glory to God for that, and definitely a testament to my O-line because those holes were huge yesterday, and I was just the one able to run through them. Hey, Eric, it's Chris Lowe of the ESPN. We appreciate you, my friend, spending some time with us tonight. You know, I go back a ways. Yeah, yeah no problem. AP just calls me old. So I remember guys <laughs> that, that, that that toted the rock for, for Tennessee going all the way back, you know, to John, Johnny Jones and Chuck Webb and mm-hmm. Jamal Lewis, and your name's up there with some of the greats ever. You know, what's that mean to you to, to, to do that and, and to know on top of that that this football team is going to get to play some more football? That That is amazing to me. It's kind of unreal for me to my name to be up there with those guys because I've heard so much about those guys going to the meeting room and you see their pictures on the wall. And for me to be right there with them as a freshman is just a unbelievable experience and just saying that I'm blessed. Eric, how valuable – when you got you guys hit a rough patch this year, everybody knows that uh, you lost two games to start the season at home. I don't think anybody expected you to lose. You, you, you lost a tough one at Alabama, and this team seemed to be reeling. But how valuable were the veterans and the seniors on this football team? The way they helped pick everybody up, and the way there wasn't any finger pointing. You guys rallied around each other, went back to the practice field, and just sort of kept working and kept believing. But in that part of it, how important were the seniors and the veterans on this team? Did we lose Eric? If we lost her, okay, well, we'll try to catch him back up with him here in a minute. I think we lost Eric. We'll try to catch back up with him. I was asking AP, and we've talked about that a lot on this show, and Eric would be a perfect one to answer this because he's one of the guys, when you look at the young players on this team, the future, and and to have those guys come in and talented guys like that, you want to have guys who've gone through it and sort of have helped lay the groundwork, which, you know, guys like, Jawan Jennings and Jared Garantano and Trey Smith and those older guys that are there to sort of help build that foundation. Again, the, the, the team's got a phenomenal mix of veterans and then youth. You know, I mean, when you look across the board, two offensive linemen that played a lot of football this year, um, and Wanya Morris and Darnell Wright, you've got, you know, you know just a couple of young receivers. Cedric Tillman's a, a, a sophomore or a redshirt freshman. He redshirted, didn't play four games last year. But then Ramel Keaton is a true freshman in this class that played, you know, you know, an adequate amount of snaps this year for a true freshman with, 
Tennessee's you know veteran wide receivers ahead of him. Um, then of course Eric Gray at, at running back. Flip it to the other side, Henry. Uh, you know who started all you know eleven games and was phenomenal doing so, or twelve games and was phenomenal doing so. Jalen McCullough, Warren Burrell. They had different guys flash at times this year. So I mean you know it, it's a it's a young group that can help you know continue to lay the foundation you know i mean I, I to me this is more like the foundation year for tennessee because you know a year ago you're trying to trying to find your footing you're digging the footers so to speak this year you're laying the foundation and next year you start to build uh in in what you know will be a, a different year because you've got to replace some key veterans mm-hmm. but these young guys have played enough to make you think okay th- those guys can you know, step in and, and, and be real factors. Yeah, we'll try to get Eric back here on the phone. I, I I was thinking when I was asking him about some of the former greats at running back. Of course, I just threw out a few. The Tennessee's head has been blessed. There's been so many great running backs. I still think, and I debate this with, with people all the time that have watched Tennessee football even longer than I have, I still think pound for pound. And I'm not saying he was the most, he ended up being the most accomplished runner or, or had the best numbers because he had an injury. I still think pound for pound the best running back I've ever seen carry the football at Tennessee was Chuck Webb. Yeah, I really do. Well, it's such a sh- small sample size. Hey, I think we're back with Eric. Eric, sorry about that, man. We we lost you there. This is Chris. I, I was asking you before we lost you, you know, when you guys hit that rough patch and, and, and we're, we're, we're reeling a little bit, how important were the seniors and the veterans on this team of helping you guys rally around each other, pick yourselves back up off the ground, and get you to where you are right now? They're, those guys played an essential role to where we are now. Uh, you can see those guys at practice being vocal leaders, um, taking what Coach Pruitt um, told them in like the meeting room and taking it straight to the field, and also bringing us freshmen along. They told us, us freshmen that we were going to have to play, we were going to have to play well in order to um, turn this boat around, and that's what we did. They got us back. They taught us how to play college football, and we're here sitting at 7-5. and five. Eric, one of your big runs yesterday, Jerome Carvin kind of paved the way. He's another Memphis guy. Since Coach Pruitt's taken over, he's really made Memphis a, a, a bigger focal point in recruiting. Um, how much do you feel like the, you know that side of the state can really continue to help build this program uh, going forward? I think Memphis um, plays a big part in Tennessee because those guys are in-state. That's how I felt. I wanted to play for my home state. I didn't want to leave. So I feel like a lot of guys in Memphis feel that way, and if you just go out there and reach out to them, they'll come. Like, we have a lot of guys in Memphis that play well. We have a lot of big-time football in Memphis, and I feel like those guys can really help us out in the future. Will you pay much attention to the Mr. Football Awards tomorrow? You're the only three-time winner in in TFSAA history. I definitely will be paying attention because I got some guys that I want to see win. The running back at Houston and Bryson East, and I want to see if those guys win tomorrow. Eric, you know, you could have gone anywhere. You had offers from all over the country, big-time recruit. You chose Tennessee. You just said it, it meant something to you to stay in state and go to Tennessee. How much pride do you take, though, in year one that you guys now are on the kind of trajectory where you're going to play in a bowl game, you've won five in a row, you're seeing it translating onto the field, which is the reason you came here, you know, to be a part of that group that gets Tennessee football being back to what everybody wants Tennessee football to be. Yeah. 
it's similar it's similar to my high school team when I got there. We had just started a program and a lot of people were saying like, Why would you wanna to go to why did you wanna to go to this private school and things like that? But I was like, I wanna be a part of something. I wanna be a part of something big and leave a legacy. And we ended up winning two state championships there and that's kind of the footsteps I wanted to follow for college. A lot of people were asking me, Well, why don't you go to this big school, this big school? I said, I wanna be a part of something, I wanna build something. That's so much more special when you build something and your name's on it. You know, Eric, every coach is different. Every coach has his own style, his approach. This team clearly has taken on Coach Pruitt's personality. You guys have responded. You've bought in. What do you think it is about his style, his approach, the way he relates to kids that has helped you guys get to where you are right now? I think it's because he shoots you straight. He tells you exactly what you what you need to do, what you need to work on. He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to say anything to harm you. He's going to tell you everything to benefit you. He's going to shoot you straight. He's going to tell you that if you're messing up on something, he's going to tell you how to fix it. And I feel like that's what us players like by him. He's a player's coach. He's a he's an amazing guy. Has an amazing dream for this. Um, has an amazing dream for this program. Speaking of players, coach, how how much have you really enjoyed David Johnson this year? It's his first year coaching running backs at Tennessee, and, and, of course, this is your first year here. How much have you enjoyed him? Oh, I've enjoyed him a lot. He was actually the main guy that was recruiting me because he's a recruiter of Memphis. He was the main guy that was recruiting me. But Chris Winky was the running back coach when I committed. And then I got a call when I got up here that was saying, Coach Jack was like, I'm going to be the running back coach. And that was just amazing to me because I had knew his son and knew his wife, and uh, they know my family. So I felt like it was just a gift from God. Yesterday they kept flashing up the uh, records and, and, and kind of stats from yesterday's game. What what stands out more? Is it the 246, which breaks Jamal Lewis's, uh, you know, fre- true freshman mark? Is it the, the second longest run this year in college football? Is it the longest run ever by a true freshman in the Southeastern Conference? Well, when I say those three, which one stands out most to you? I think the longest run because I was talking to I was talking to a guy yesterday. He was like, you know, you you know, like out of like Bo Jackson, Hershel Walker, and all those guys, you have like the second longest run in the you have like the longest run in SEC history. And I was like, wow, I didn't even think about it like that. And that and that just struck me when he said that. And I was like, wow, that's that's pretty big. Like I'm that's I'm blessed for sure. So Eric, this is Chris again. When when you hear it, even. For somebody like me, again, and I, AP likes to remind me that I'm just old, but when you hear and see footage of guys like Bo Jackson and Herschel Walker, I mean, for, for somebody of your age, they almost seem like mythical figures. It's, it's like me when, when I see footage of Babe Ruth playing baseball. But, but when you hear about Bo Jackson yeah. or see Bo Jackson and, and Herschel Walker, for you, somebody your age, what's that like? That, it is crazy. The other day I was watching, and I, I was watching Maurice Claret. Uh, play in the um, national championship game, and I was like, he was doing all of this as a freshman. I was like, I'm a freshman. He was doing this at my age, and that was just like, wow. Like those guys, like I look up to those guys. They definitely seem mystical to me. Well, Eric, we appreciate the time tonight, and many more games like yesterday, and they'll do like they did you in high school and wet down the field and try to slow you down that way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I knew I knew you would enjoy that one. Well, good luck the oh, rest yeah, of the way, yeah, and we, we will we will see you during bowl practice, okay? Okay, thank you so much. And that's Eric Gray, Tennessee's true freshman running back. A uh, 246-yard performance yesterday, averaging almost 10 yards a carry. Uh, just an impressive uh, 
impressive run for that young man yesterday, and I know he'll be trying to use that as a springboard into the bowl game and well into that 2020 year. Let's take a break here on The Nation. We'll be back here at the Texas Roadhouse, Morrell Road, right after this. Hey, fans, for the best selection of Big Orange merchandise, touchdown at Hound Dogs in West Knoxville, locally owned and operated. Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things Big Orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HD Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. Hey, Tennessee fans, there's a new player in town. Your favorite Blue Bunny ice cream is now available in Neyland Stadium and at Thompson Bowling Arena. It's time to sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. Made in the ice cream capital of the world, Blue Bunny offers more than 500 varieties of ice cream and novelties. Look for your favorite Blue Bunny products at participating retailers across the state or at concession stands inside Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. Sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. This is Dr. Colby Stewart with Tennessee LASIK. It's been a privilege to partner with the Vols for over a decade. Tennessee LASIK has helped thousands improve their vision, including VFL greats, Rajon Neal, and Will Overstreet. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Visit TNLASIK.com or call 966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants you to see the Vols in 2020. The world's most refreshing beer is now available at College Football's Best Stadium. This season, enjoy Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light on Rocky Top, now inside Neyland Stadium. So when the action on Shields Watkins Field heats up, Coors Light is there to cool things down because it's made to chill. This fall at Neyland Stadium, grab the beer that supports the balls. Ice cold Coors Light. Celebrate responsibly. 21 means 21. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing. Proud sponsor of UT Athletics. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Crescent Austin. All right, welcome back into the show. It's The Nation. We do it every Sunday night. We certainly appreciate you spending part of your Sunday evening with us. It's a show that we really enjoy doing, and I, uh, not, a, not a Sunday goes by that I don't think of our dear friend Edwin Huster. This was his brainchild, and we surely do miss Edward and Edwin and everything he meant to the Vol Network and really to the Vol family. But it's uh, as we get into the holiday season, I, I find myself thinking more and more about Edwin and what a friend and what a mentor he was to all of us. And uh, this is uh, this is for you, Edwin. Um, AP, it's been a while since we've gone into conference championship Saturday, and Alabama has been zero factor in the national championship race. But their loss and what a game that was. I tell you, of the rivalry games, the Iron Bowl just seems to deliver some epic games. It does, and it's always at Auburn. It, You're right. The, it, when it's in Tuscaloosa, it never has the much. electric. Although I, I was there, I was there in 2010 when Auburn what? came roaring back from 21 With points Cam down. Newton. So, but, but so you go all the way back to that game in 10, and even the one in Auburn where 
Alabama threw the little pass to the fullback to secure. I guess that would have been in um, – that might have been in nine, actually. But that game just produces unbelievable moments, comebacks, wild plays, weird plays, um, you know, kick six. I mean, it just – but what what a game and what an atmosphere. I, I had a chance to, to correspond with some people from the Auburn side of things yesterday, Derek Brown being one of them there. Just terrific defensive tackle, and he said he just can't imagine – going out any better. Remember, he came back for his senior season. Yeah. He would have been a first-round pick, but going out any better at home than that game. But here we are, Alabama not in the playoff picture. First time they've lost two games in the regular season, AP, since 2010. Think about that. That's a long time. And lot, going to be that, a lot. lot be a lot of the year they lost to Steven Garcia? Yes, they lost three games that year, actually. Yes, they lost the bowl game to yeah. Utah. I think so. They lost three games. I think they lost three in the SEC, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, a lot of questions about where Alabama goes from here post Tua Tagovailoa. You know, and you're going to you're going to invariably read that. Well, maybe this is this is finally it for Saban and the foundations cracking. And that I, you know, I wouldn't buy any of that. But ninety percent of college football would love to have the found the cracked foundation that Alabama. It will has. be. It will be <laughs> intriguing to see. Because what we saw this year from Alabama, especially on defense, is really not characteristic of what we're used to seeing from Alabama. They just weren't as good. They weren't as dominant. They didn't have the difference makers. They made some mistakes. Uh, they didn't tackle as well. And even over and above, you know, anybody loses their starting quarterback, certainly someone as good as Tua Tagovailoa, you're, you're, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a factor. But they just weren't as good on defense, and I think that's where – if Alabama is going to get back to winning, you know, gosh, here I'm saying get back to being Alabama. They lose two games, but get back to where they're in the national championship hunt every single year. They've got to get back to playing the kind of defense that they have in the past. Now, all that said, I think other teams, you're seeing other teams in the league. It's it's a weird league. We talked about this off the air before we came on. Weird year for the, uh, for the league this year because you've got three or four teams right there at the top that are as good as anybody. LSU, Georgia, Bama, Auburn. Look at Auburn's schedule, AP. They played four teams. I looked this up before I came over here tonight. They played four, no, excuse me, five teams. Five teams that are ranked in the top 14 of the committee's rankings right now. Three of those away from home, and they're 9-3. and three. I ask you this. How many teams across college football right now, Clemson, LSU, Utah, Ohio State, Penn State, any, anybody, could play five teams ranked in the top 14 of the committee's rankings, not the AP or the coaches' poll, three of those games away from home and be a whole lot better record-wise, maybe one game better than Auburn is right now. Well, nobody. Look at Texas A&M. I mean, they're five losses. What's what's Auburn ranked in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the... In the committee, I think I think they were like 16, okay. 17, something like that. So, I mean, because, I mean, A&M's got five losses and they're to Bama, Auburn... LSU, Clemson. Georgia, and Clemson. <laughs> yeah. And, and Auburn's played Oregon out in Dallas. They played at LSU, at Florida, and they played this month, Georgia and Alabama at home. And they're 9-3, and three, a really good football team. I always go back to Spurrier say, you know, he, he say, oh, Coach Pepper Rogers used to say a coach is only as good as his players and his schedule. Well, he's right. I mean, look at Clemson's schedule, well, and, I, and I don't want to get – trust me, I was, in, I was in Columbia yesterday, and I'm the one – one of the ones that asked Dabo the question that got him started, so I don't, I don't want to get him off on another rant. But you look at Clemson's schedule. 
You look at Alabama. Alabama didn't have a real hard schedule this year, okay? No, that's right. Uh, you look at uh, even Utah's schedule, all right? And then you compare some of those schedules with what Auburn played, well, what A&M played. Well, and, that, and that's what I've been talking about, you know, you know, on our podcast at BallQuest is when you look at, at, you know, where Tennessee's at, you know, they did not take advantage of those first two weeks this year. Right. But going forward, they've got to take advantage of the next two years. Because in league play, I don't count the out-of-conference out of stuff, in league play, you always have Alabama. But they're in, they're in the first of a three-year stretch where they have Mississippi State this year, Arkansas, and then Ole Miss. You've got to take advantage of those three years because then you enter that cauldron of having Alabama and LSU or Alabama and A&M or Alabama and Auburn. I mean, that's just tough to deal with. Nice word, by the way, cauldron. Where'd you get your? Did you go to Tennessee? I did. UT graduate. All right, you're without question your favorite part of the week, over and above, kissing your your baby girls good night and waking them up every morning. Without question, it's the marathon question of the week. With a full tank of freedom, AP, you can find your own highway and discover the true spirit of the American road marathon, fueling the American spirit. All right, let's take out schedule and 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 body of work and and you know lobbying for this seed or that seed right now as you look at the playoff picture whoever it is we, we i think we have a pretty good idea who the first three are going to be unless there's some epic upset but who's the team right now that austin price would least want to play you take out the top three i mean no any of them who 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 is the team right now that you feel like as a looking at it from a through coaches' lenses, that you at least want to play right now. Oh man, I think probably it would probably be Ohio State, just because I mean I think Justin Fields, it, you know, because he's going to get this month off to get healthy. So mm-hmm. like the whole MCL thing will be uh, less of a factor than it is now. They've got obviously a, a, just a dominant guy off the edge on defense, um, you know, and they've got a really talented running back. So I mean, like I. I would probably say Ohio State, but I'll say this. They're all susceptible to giving up points. You know, they, as good as they may be with, with, you know, Young and those guys on the defensive line, they've, they've given up points at times this year against, you know, teams that can score. And I, I would lean Ohio State, but, you know, nobody's talking about Clemson. Clemson to me is the most dangerous. Because they, well, you don't know. You just don't know what they have. Yeah, I mean, but you, you, you could think, you, you could know. have said that last year about them too, though. Yeah, but you knew the defensive guys last year. They had it's they had, different. They, they had they, an NFL defensive line. I'll give you that. They, and, and they may have it again this year. You just don't know. They're, they're back in on defense. Awfully good this year. They're awfully good on the back end. And Davo told me in August when I was through there, he felt like this would be as good as they've been on the back end. But you know, I mean, what, what, and whether you like him. Don't like him. Think he's a clown. Think he's the smartest guy in the world. D- Dabo is is doing exactly what he wants to do right now to have his team on point and motivate them because he is trying to sell them on the fact that nobody thinks you guys are deserving because you hadn't played anybody. They're playing awfully well. The quarterback right now, Lawrence, is playing about well, as well as anybody. Which, which, uh, and we're going to get we're up against the break. We're going to get to it. Which, which is just erroneous. Everybody knows Clemson's good, but everybody also knows if Clemson loses to anybody in the ACC. That's a bad, bad loss. 
And his point was yesterday was, well, that's no different than losing yeah. to South Carolina like Georgia right. did. And, he, and he's got a point there because that's a but, bad but, loss but, for but Georgia. Georgia's got quality wins. And they've got a chance. Something Clemson really does not. And they've got a chance to make up for that by beating LSU. or would or would have a chance if they they're losing by beating LSU in the SEC championship game. All right, let's take our final break here on The Nation. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Hey, fans, this season, enjoy the refreshing taste of Coors Light and Dos Equis. Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer now available in Neyland Stadium. It's made to chew. And Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Both these great brands distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. Celebrate responsibly in 21 means 21. There's something out there for you and me. And the American road is calling. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage license 109111. When it comes to the big orange, you want the score to be ahead at the end of the game. The same is true in flooring. That's why you want to trust Frazier's Carpet One. Whether it's carpet, hardwood, luxury vinyl tile, or more. With Frazier's, the score will always be ahead and in your favor. So give us a call at 546-4850. Everything for the floor, from the score you trust more, Frazier's. The world's most interesting beer is now available this season at Neyland Stadium, the home of the Vols. Enjoy the excitement of Dos Equis Cerveza at your watch party tailgate and now at University of Tennessee home football games. Dos Equis is the official beer sponsor of the college football playoffs, so it's the perfect beer for fall Saturdays in Big Orange Country. Brewed since 1897, it's all about tradition, just like college football. So keep it interessante at Neyland with Dos Equis. Please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, proud supporter of UT Athletics. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, welcome back into the show. Chris Lowe and Austin Price. This is The Nation. Thanks to our good friends here at the Texas Roadhouse at the uh, Morrell Road location. Got some more uh, football I want to talk here at the last segment. Look, a little basketball first, though, AP. The uh, Lady Vols winning a close one today. <laughs> I'm being a little facetious. 81-54 over Air Force. And uh, how about the men, though? The Lamonte Turner's buzzer beater to beat VCU now at the Emerald Coast Classic on Saturday, 72-69, moving Rick Barnes Club to that makes them 6-1 and one now. They play on Wednesday against Florida A&M. Didn't play very well at all in the first game of that uh, tournament, losing it's a close game, 60-57 to Florida State, but got off to a horrific start, turned the ball over, just looked sloppy, just looked really uncharacteristic of what you're used to seeing a Rick Barnes team look like. Didn't take care of the basketball, 
um, didn't play smart basketball. We're able to claw their way back in and had a chance, but then came back over number 20 VCU the next day to win 72-69. So that's already two wins for Tennessee over ranked teams. Yep. At the time they played them, and uh, again they play Florida A&M on Wednesday. Then a little bit of a break, almost ten days. That's for finals, right? Uh, Before Penny Hardaway rolls to town, clinch fists and all. On December fourteenth, that's a Saturday, here in Knoxville, Memphis. That's a three p.m. ESPN game, December fourteenth. That that'll be a uh, that'll be a raucous. That'll be a, that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be well, a lot of fun. And, and you know, and, and I wish the big kid. I, I wish Wiseman could play. Because, you know, you, you want to see teams, when they go at it, rivals, you want to see all the teams full strength, you know. But it's still, nonetheless, it's still going to be a lot of fun to see those teams go at it. Oh, and what, the, ven- it, the venom and the oh, heat in there. On it'll both be, sides. It'll, it'll, it, you, you're, you're an old school wrestling guy. It'll be like when, uh, you know, when, when when the four horsemen rolled in there, you know, with, with the nature boy the running enforcer. full heel. Arn, oh, double running, A. Running full heel. Double A, Arn Anderson, the enforcer. But, no, that's uh, – so, again, a, good, a nice comeback win or a bounce-back win for Rick Barnes' club on Saturday beating VCU. And Lamonte Turner, boy, you talk about a guy that um, uh, and, and has had, you know, some, some games this year. And they're asking him to do a lot more than being the point guard, play a different role than he really had to play last year. But, boy, he is a tough, tough competitor and one of those guys that never backs down. I don't care if he misses three or four in a row or if he turns the ball over a couple times. He's never scared. You know, he's always going to be one of those guys who's willing to step up and take the big shot or, or get to the hole. And he's just such a strong guy. He creates space and he can get to the basket. But uh, I still think this team's a team that's going to get a lot better. You're going to see some of the younger guys continue to grow. You're already starting to see that. But there are going to be matchups that just aren't favorable for this team, AP. When they, when they face bigger teams, teams with a lot of scoring presence inside, Guys with big rim protectors. Uh, that's when Tennessee's going to have to spread those teams out and try to make them play their game. All right, we've got about a couple minutes left here. Um, football-wise, we talked a little bit last segment about who you'd least want to play. You said right now Ohio State. Um, so if, if here's the thing: if LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship game this Saturday, I, I just got to think LSU gets the number one seed. I do too. I think they'll vault back to one. I think because Alabama was positioned to be in the four if they had won this past week, I think they wanted to avoid that, that Alabama-LSU yeah. rematch. Uh, so I think they'll vault back to one. Um, you know, outside of those top three, Chris, I just think there's a bunch of pretenders. I think Georgia's a pretender in a lot of ways because just the play calling's not been what it was. They're a good football team. Don't get me wrong. And, and I don't I don't think Fromm trusts his receivers right now. Yes. Losing Cager, and, and, losing Cager, Cager hurts. and then it was Pickens for the first Pickens, half this week. Pickens can't and, play the first half. That's and, that's big. And then after that, there's really a bunch of pretenders. I mean, don't you know. sleep on. I tell you, don't sleep on the Sooners because <laughs> having got to know Jalen Hurts the last couple of years, he getting him into that playoff on that stage. You talk about a guy who is. But in that league, they can't afford to have those down nights, and they've had several of them lately. I don't know that I want to go against him on the big stage right now because I know how motivated he is to win another championship, certainly at another school, and prove going out you know, that he can do it anywhere. That, that, that's the team. I agree there's three and then probably everybody else. But of the everybody else group, Oklahoma would be the one that scares me the most. Well, because they've got a, a trigger man that can do it. Right. And, and, and I think Lincoln Riley – Knows what he's doing. 
I think that's a guy when you start calling plays and dialing them up uh, and, and scheming. I think that guy, he's, he's young. He's, he's of your generation, but he, uh, I say he's got it going on. All right, AP, thanks a lot. We want to thank Eric Gray for, for joining us tonight on the nation after a record-setting performance from him last night at Neyland Stadium. That's right. We want to thank Eric Kane back in the studio, Jay Lyford, our main producer. Jay Lyford getting a lot of airtime on TV this weekend, I want to add. We want to thank him, all of you, for joining us here on Sunday night. We'll do it again next Sunday right here on the nation. He came back with a tan. been listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. Celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse. Your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Discover how a full tank of freedom from Marathon will take you wherever you go. Marathon, fueling the American spirit by Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Blue Bunny Ice Cream, available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena, and by Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Keep it interessante and please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State. For more news on college sports and the SEC, this is The Nation, signing off.